Hey everybody, welcome to Bible and BS. I'm your host, Chris DeCue, and this is the podcast where I drunkenly tell a story from the Bible, then have a drunk discussion with executive producer Matt Flanagan about religion, theology, and whatever else is on our minds. Today, we finish our three-part series on the plagues of Egypt. But before we get into that, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Today we're brought to you by Samuel Jackson Beer. Mmm, motherfucker, it's good beer. Samuel Jackson Beer. And here we enter into the end game of the plagues. If you want to read along, we're going to start in Exodus 9, 13. So God tells Moses and Aaron to go to Pharaoh early in the morning and tell him, Let my people go. And if you don't, I am going to bring the full force of my plagues down upon you so that you know that I am the Lord. So, this time tomorrow, I will send the worst hailstorm that has ever been seen in Egypt from the day it has been founded till today. So, give the order now to bring your livestock your slaves and everything that you have in the field to like places of shelter because the hail will fall on every person and animal that has not been brought in and they will die and the officials of pharaoh who feared the lord they hurried to bring their slaves and their livestock inside but those who ignored the lord left their slaves and livestock in the field But it was just as the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand towards the sky, so that hail will fall all over Egypt, on people, animals, and everything growing in the fields. And when Moses stretched out his hand, the Lord sent thunder and hail and lightning flash down to the ground. And it was the worst storm that Egypt had seen since it became a nation. The hail rained down so hard that it killed every person, animal, and stripped everything off of every living plant in Egypt. And the only place it didn't fall was on Goshen, where the Israelites were living. But then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and was like, Oh my God, guys, this time I sinned. And and the Lord is in the right, and my people are in the wrong. Please pray to the Lord, for we have had enough of this hail. I mean, I will let you go. Don't don't stay any longer. Please just get the fuck out. And Moses said, Okay, when I've gone out of the city, I'll spread my hands out to the Lord in prayer, and the thunder and hail will stop, and you will know that the earth is the Lord's. But guess what? I know that you and your officials still do not fear the Lord God. And then Moses left Pharaoh, and he spread out his hands when he got out of the city, and he prayed to the Lord. And the thunder and the hail, they stopped. And guess what? When Pharaoh saw that all that had stopped, he said, Oh my God, my dudes, I still can't let you go. That's just how it is. And Moses and Aaron, they go back to Pharaoh and say, Guess what? This is what the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, says. As long as you refuse to humble yourself before the Lord, 
and won't let my people go so that they can worship me? I mean, guess what? I'm going to bring locusts down upon your country and they're going to cover everything and they're going to eat every bit of of vegetation and everything that wasn't destroyed by the hail. They're going to fill your house and the house of all your officials and neither your parents or your ancestors will have ever seen anything of this scale from the day that this land was settled until now and and the pharaoh's officials said to him it's like how long will these men be a snare to us i mean let the hebrews go so that they can worship the lord their god do you not realize that egypt is already in ruin so pharaoh says okay okay i'm gonna let you go but tell me who's going and moses says Okay, we're going to take our young and our old, our sons and our daughters, along with all our flocks and herds, because we're going to celebrate a festival to the Lord. And Pharaoh said, okay, you know what, Lord be with you, uh, along with your women and children. But then he thinks, you know what, you know what, fuck all that. Clearly you're bent on evil. Uh, have only the men go and worship the Lord, since that's what you've been asking for. And then Moses and Aaron were driven out of Pharaoh's sight. And then the Lord says to Moses, Stretch your hand out over Egypt so that all them locusts will will swarm over the land and devour everything growing in the fields, everything left by the hail. So Moses does so. He stretches out his staff over Egypt, and the Lord causes a great wind to blow from the east, and it brings in all the locusts. And by morning, all the land had been stripped of all the fruit and vegetation that had been growing and been left by the hail. And Pharaoh, he was like, oh my God, this this is hella fucked up. He quickly summons Moses and Aaron back and he's like, oh my God, I've sinned against the Lord your God and against you. I mean, forgive me. I'm so sorry. I pray to the Lord that you take this deadly plague away from us. Then Moses was like, okay, I got you. And when Moses left Pharaoh, he prayed to the Lord. And the Lord changed the wind to a very strong west wind, blowing the locusts back across the Red Sea, and they all die in the sea. But then guess what? The Lord hardens Pharaoh's heart again, and he would not let the Israelites go. And because of this, The Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand to the sky so that darkness spreads over Egypt, a darkness that can be felt. And so Moses does so, and darkness, total darkness, covers Egypt for three whole days, except once again for the areas that the Israelites lived in. But then Pharaoh summons Moses again. And he says, okay, go and worship the Lord. Even your women and children can go with you. Just leave your flocks and your herds behind. But Moses says, hey, you've got to allow us to go with all the sacrifices that God has told us to bring. We've got to bring all our herds and all our flocks because we don't know what exactly we're going to need to sacrifice to the Lord until we get there. But once again, 
The Lord hardens Pharaoh's heart, and he's not willing to let them go. And Pharaoh says to Moses, Get the fuck out of my sight. If I see you one more time, I'm going to fucking kill you. And it's at this time that the Lord lets Moses in on his last plan, the last plague. And he says, you know what, I'm going to bring one more plague on Pharaoh in Egypt. After that, he's going to let you go from here. And when he does, he will drive you and your people out completely. So Moses says to Pharaoh, this is what the Lord says. About midnight, I'm going to go throughout Egypt. Every firstborn son in Egypt is going to die. From the firstborn of Pharaoh who sits on the throne to the firstborn of the female slave who is at her hand mill, and all the firstborn of the cattle as well. There will be loud wailing throughout Egypt, worse than there has ever been or will ever be again. But among the Israelites, not a dog will bark at any person or animal. Then you will know that the Lord makes a distinction between Egypt and Israel. And all these officials of yours will come to me, bowing before me, saying, Go and let all the people who follow you. After that, I will leave. And then Moses, hot with anger, left Pharaoh. And once again, the Lord says to Moses, Pharaoh is going to refuse to listen to you. And he's not going to let my people go, but... It is this way so that my wonders may be multiplied in Egypt, and everyone will know my name. And on the fourteenth day of what would become the first month of the Jewish calendar, Moses summons all of the elders of Israel and says to them, Go and select the lamb that will be brought to slaughter for the Passover, and take a bunch of... Uh, uh, branches and dip it into the blood in the basin and put that blood on the top and both sides of the door frame of your doors and don't go out of that door until morning when the lord goes through the land to strike down the egyptians he'll see the blood on the top and sides of the door frame and will pass over that door and he will not permit the destroyer to enter your houses and strike you down. And he continues to say, Obey these instructions as a lasting ordinance for you and your descendants, for when you enter the land that the Lord will give you as he promised, observe this ceremony. And when your children ask you, What does this ceremony mean? Tell them, It is the Passover sacrifice to the Lord, who passed over the houses of the Israelites in Egypt and spared our homes when he struck down the Egyptians. And just as the Lord had said, when midnight came, the Lord struck down all the firstborn of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on the throne, to the firstborn of the prisoner who was in the dungeon, and the firstborn of all the livestock. And then Pharaoh and all his officials and all the Egyptians got up during the night, and there was loud wailing in all of Egypt, for there was not a house without one person who had died. And so Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron during the night and said, 
get the fuck out of here you and all the israelites go worship the lord as you have requested take your flocks and herds go get the fuck out of here and so the egyptians urged the people to hurry and leave the country i mean for otherwise they said we will all die and so the israelites did as god and moses commanded them and went to the egyptians and asked them for gold and silver and clothing and the egyptians were just throwing all that shit at them saying get the fuck out of here we don't want to die fucking go get because the lord had made all the egyptians favorably disposed to the israelites now the israelites journeyed from ramses to sukkoth and there were about six hundred thousand men i mean besides the women and children because you know the bible is very masculine so i mean there were just many people who also went with them there were probably countless uh egyptians who came along because they saw the power of the lord and there were all their livestock flocks and herds and all the israelites brought this unleavened dough with them because they didn't have time to put uh, yeast in it and the length of time the israelite people had been in egypt was about 430 years to the very day that the lord led all of the israelite divisions out of egypt and to this day the jewish people still observe passover because god led them out of slavery from egypt now i'd like to welcome in matt flanagan here i want to raise a glass to you sir i appreciate that yes Look, this is a trilogy of episodes we've done yes this is the end game as they say yeah. cheers my friend you what's your beverage tonight the same as always tequila and lime i am a gin and club guy myself tonight is mm. Mm. <laughs> so we're talking about this is the final stage of uh of some plans. yes we are in the end game now Ooh. Just gonna kill it on the references. <laughs> I mean, if the if 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 Hale were part of the end game, oh, you know what it would be? Mm-hmm. You know, in uh, Infinity War, when they start to try in Wakanda, they try to they they try to you know ping it with all the I don't know what those missiles or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That would that would be the Hale. I would say in this case, the Hale and the Locust, pretty mundane considering the other things I mean, that our it, boy it has It is. Done. The only, the craziest part about them is it just wipes out Egypt's, like, crops. So, with the, just, okay, so, yeah. quick quick uh, clarification here. So, <laughs> with the hail, I was reading, or rather, from what, what you talked about, all the livestock and everything as well, right? It killed yeah. every, so, was it, is it true that everything with the hail that was not brought indoors died? Uh, pretty much. I mean, the Bible, I think it says like everything that was outside was either destroyed or killed. Now, whether yeah, that is 100% of everything or like 60%, 80%, 50%, it doesn't really say, but it kills a lot of shit and destroys a lot of shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I wish we knew more about that. Uh, so what is that? You said that was in verse 20. 
those officials of Pharaoh who feared the word of the Lord. Yeah, they brought to in bring their slaves. Their slaves. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, ignore the world. Yeah. The other thing that I thought was interesting was, um, gosh, which one is this? I got to find this really quick. Uh, oh, 27. This mm-hmm. time Pharaoh, uh, or then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron. This time I have sinned, he said to him. So is this him just recognizing like my empire is falling? Yeah, basically, he's just like, uh, he's like, guys, it's not even that he's recognized his empire is falling because he hardens his heart again. It's just him going, guys, I fucked up, my bad. And then when everyone's Mm. about to leave, he's like, oh, you know what? It wasn't that bad. Mm. And so does he say, so where does it, it says that he hardened his heart at the beginning, but does it say that he hardened his heart again or that his heart was hardened again? because of this sort of tactic that he's taken of my bad, let's call it cool, but also I'm not going to give you what you want. Does it actually state at some point that he hardened his heart a second time or was it just the carry through? Yeah. So uh, it's right there in that paragraph. It says that Pharaoh and his officials hardened their hearts. Mm, Okay. So which one are you on right now? Uh, that, that's at you're the on... tail. Okay, okay. Uh, but where are you yeah. at on that one? Uh, verse 33 is the beginning of that paragraph. It's right oh, before yeah. Locus. So, so it is, yeah, yeah, so it is right before Locus. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So it's, okay, I mean, let's just get all, the... Uh, every list. single one of these plagues ends with Pharaoh hardening his heart. Can I uh, read this one, just skip some context? Yeah. Do you mind? No, go for uh, it, please. Okay, then Moses left Pharaoh and went out of the city. He spread out his hands toward the Lord. The thunder and hail stopped, and the rain no longer poured down on the land. When Pharaoh saw the rain and hail and thunder had stopped, he sinned again. He and his officials hardened their hearts. Yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. So Pharaoh's heart was hard, and he would not let the Israelites go just as the Lord had said through Moses. Gosh, I struggle with that. Because I'm like, my dude, but you literally said that you were the one that hardened his heart. And you're like, oh, I'm surprised. His heart is hardened. Yet I am the one that did this. Okay, come on. It's it's kind of, it's weird. I just want to, can I just give you some context? Sorry, really quick. Mm -hmm. My lady and I, my wonderful lady and I, have just finished this show on Amazon called The Boys. Mm Mm-hmm. And the last thing that they tell you, so the dude, you know, he said, did you finish it? I haven't, but I do know what okay, happens because I'm one I'll of those spare people. You. Okay, I'll spare no, you. No, I know, I know but... everything that happens, unfortunately. Ah, come on, man. Don't be that guy. But <laughs> long story short is, you know, dude ends up with his wife's, I don't know what the correct terminology would be, but his wife's sort of um, bastard son. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the wife ends up dying. And so he says, you know... He and then he's gonna give this like kid with superpowers over to the government to like have them like keep him in check. And then at the last moment, he's to the kid, he says, because his wife asked him to look after him and stuff, yada yada yada. He says, Remember what I taught you. And the kid said, Don't be a cunt. And I think in this case, that's wildly applicable. Um, Pharaoh was just being a giant cunt, unfortunately. I do feel that that is the case. Uh, but it's like it's weird because in the Bible it both says 
that God hardens Pharaoh's heart, and also that his heart is hardened as the Lord said. Right, that's what you said in the last couple, and I think two episodes ago, but Mm -hmm. it's interesting. Yeah, that one, I struggle with that, the whole idea of, so it's sort of like God is predicting that his heart would be hard, and yet at the same time, he's saying, I did it. And at the same time, he's saying, oh, well, it's just, it's, it's just going to happen either way. Yeah, so he's saying, you know, everything. Yeah, so he's saying, this is what's gonna happen. It's not necessarily that he did it. Right, right, right. So, so. I mean, you run into the semantics of the situation, I guess. Probably with any of these things, though, we're going to run into the semantics, though, aren't we? Because Mm -hmm. some, I mean, so originally it was written in Hebrew, right? the Old Testament, yes. So that's like the problem with these ancient texts is that we are reading a translation of them and probably in most cases, a translation of a translation of a translation. Yeah, that's dangerous, isn't it? And, you know, bring the Catholics into that situation and all of a sudden it's like, okay. Or or whoever the fuck, like the uh, King James version of the Bible has very subtle changes. Not New King James, King James. Uh, okay. The King James version of it has very subtle changes in it that make some verses mean other things. Totally different, but yeah, right, right. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, I mean, pretty much hail and locusts were on the same page. Yeah. We're thinking. Yeah, so it's like God I mean, sends so those you... and then sends the next one to punish them even more in the same vein. Do we know, like, how many how many people were impacted how many people were killed by hail versus locusts do we do we know what the, the like? bible doesn't say specifically and we don't i'm sure people have made estimations of how many people lived in egypt at the time but the bible doesn't say specifically how many people died who was impacted well and what's interesting is in uh exodus 10 we're at what verse 12 and the Lord said to Moses, oh, yep, okay, so, and, and the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over Egypt, so that locusts swarm over the land and devour everything growing in the fields, everything left by the hail. Mm-hmm. So he's saying, like, hey, I gave you a, I gave you a, um, what was that term? I, I gave you a teaser, and now I'm just dropping a hammer. Yeah, so, I mean... The hail didn't destroy 100% of everything because, you know, there's still stuff left on the ground after hail hits, right? It knocks right, stuff right. out of trees, knocks down leaves, stalks of wheat and what have you. And people could still collect that. And maybe yeah. even new stuff would grow up. And then God sends in locusts is just like, fuck all that shit. You don't get anything that's on the ground. Yeah, so, but I mean, really, the, the big things here are, what are we at here? What, so, the plague of the firstborn, Exodus 11, maybe, are we at? Uh, darkness first. Oh, we're at darkness, excuse mm-hmm. me. So, we're at, yeah, dark, so darkness is just, is that like, you know, Canada, no sun? Where, where are we at with this? <laughs> uh, it's been theorized that it was like an eclipse or... Something, but eclipses don't last for three days, so there's like a miraculous element to it. And then you also have other parts. So it's it's three days, no sunlight. Yeah, so that's what it says, basically, is that there's three days of no sunlight. The darkness only falls on where the Egyptians are, 
not where the Israelites are. How the hell does that work? It's God, baby. I guess. Yeah, but at the same t- okay, so so let me challenge you on that. Let me challenge you on that really I quick, mean, right? That's good. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Take your shot. The Israelites were slaves to the Egyptians, correct? Mm-hmm. So it would be reasonable to assume that Israelites would be in the same house as Egyptians. Yet the darkness only fell where the Egyptians were, yet there were slaves that were Israelites in the house of Egyptians. Riddle me this, Batman. Uh, yes and no. The, the okay. Israelites numbered so many that they were basically a subjugated people. So the Israelites okay. as a whole were slaves of Egypt. Whatever they produced and did were products of Egypt, if you will. So, okay. I mean, some of them may have served in houses of the Egyptians. Some of them may have been servants of Egyptians. Uh, it seems to me like I don't think the Bible says this specifically. I'm just reading into this, and this is my own theorizing. Some of the Israelites had their own houses. Not even That's not even theorizing. Many Israelites had their own houses, and okay. some of them may have even commuted to work. Oh, wow. They've got, they, they were, okay, wow. 21, 21st century. Let's go. I mean, they didn't get in their car and drive 20 miles, or... 30, 40 miles to work, spend, you know, an hour and a half in traffic sitting there, listening to the radio, what have you. But, you know, they may have walked a few miles to uh, their workplace, if you will. (laughs) That's being very liberal liberal with the word workspace. Yeah, I'm trying to get a Tesla sound so I don't have to, like, you know, commute. (laughs) I just have the car drive me. Can we say that on here? We they basically spon- have Tesla that is our sponsor. I mean, we're trying to get that sponsor, baby. But I mean, donkeys are basically Teslas. I They're rechargeable. I think that. I mean, that's you're not sticking idea. a cord up their ass, but you know, you feed them and you, give them water. You cert- yeah, you certainly could, I guess, if you wanted to. To use their own. So we go from darkness to darker. Yeah. Then then we get that- even fucking darker. Somehow. Yeah, so we go from there is we no go from light literal to, darkness to metaphorical darkness. And this is where God's like, "Okay, buddy, I'm gonna kill yourself." And he's I'm like, "Taking the first one." He's like, "Dude, can you, we just point out? Are you? Up. I mean, uh, hold up now. Mm-hmm. Did you just pour yourself another tequila drink? I'm definitely making myself another beverage. You're making yourself a beverage as I'm asking you a question about the first. Excuse me, firstborn dying. You got to kind of be drunk for that. I don't disagree. Yeah. Yeah, so we move from literal darkness to metaphorical darkness, which is somehow darker. Yeah, so this is where God is really just tired of Pharaoh's shit and is like, you got to let my people go, or I'm going to kill every firstborn in Egypt. And that goes from Pharaoh to the slave to the livestock. That's bleak. Right? And I think I think it even says like there were dogs wailing. Oh god. Right? <laughs> like it's fucking dark. And then to add to that, 
which is a foreshadowing of Jesus, but is still kind of morbid, is that God instructs the Hebrews in the Passover Seder, the Passover feast, on the 14th day of what would become the first month of the Jewish year. They take this perfect lamb and then they slaughter it and then take a branch, some, you know, bush branch, dip it in the blood that they've collected from the lamb and then spread it on their doorposts outside their house, on the sides, on the top, back down the other side, which is representative of the blood of Christ in the New Testament covering our sins so that we don't go to hell but go to heaven in the same way that the angel of death came through. Equally bleak. Yeah, came, came through Egypt and passed over, passed over the houses of the Hebrews that had the blood symbol on their door. And I, say, I said that twice to emphasize the Passover was a literal Passover. Maybe not literal, but you know. Yes, yeah, it's so pretty bleak, isn't it? Oh yeah, literal, metaphorical. Somebody passed over and then, you know, there was a Passover Seder. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, I think interesting, but also bleak. Mm. Yes, is you know sort of my thoughts on that. Um, it's very extreme, but also. Do we know? Do we know? Like, do we have a sort of idea of how many people how died? Many? How many firstborns died? Unfortunately, uh, the Bible does not say. But if isn't that convenient? <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was like, we don't know, we don't know. We don't know. People. We're not even gonna fucking worry about it. Uh, I don't want to make this overly political, but it does feel like sort of a Trump campaign ad during COVID nineteen. Nobody's gonna get sick. I am invincible. Right. Super strong. I'm the best. This is my voice. Died. Sorry, I'm actually looking this up right now to see if anybody, buddy on the internet, has said uh, how many people died. In the plague of the firstborn, that should do it. Plagues of Egypt. Oh, actually, Google. Now, why? What? How many? Uh, how many firstborn died in Egypt? That helped zero percent. It says every firstborn son. Oh, goodness, that's bleak. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you, fucking internet. Internet, it is a thing. Huh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. I haven't actually thought of that before. So, uh, it's like, what was the plague that killed the firstborn son? Not just that there was a plague you know how the Bible uh, says, yeah. like, it's what the plague of the first happened, right, But what actually right. happened, so what you had right before that was a decimation of the uh, the food in Egypt. Right, right. All their stockpiles, everything. Yeah, so it's like their stockpiles, everything they were growing, all the animals in the field, everything's mm -hmm. dying. So then you figure people are probably getting malnourished leading up to that. Okay. So, 
who would be the most afflicted by but it doesn't even say that the babies died which is i was gonna say you would think that would be the elders actually wouldn't you it would be elders and babies that would die from the malnourishment but they don't but they don't talk at all about the elders do they no it's not specifically but it just says firstborn which means it could be a baby that was like you had your first kid you know days prior and then your baby dies or you could be in a family that everyone else is dead and you are the firstborn in that in whoever's alive so then you would be the one that died or maybe mm. even your son is a teenager in their 20s in their 30s and they're the one that dies it doesn't specify what age group it just says firstborn it just says the firstborn interesting which i think makes it even more devastating I would it assume hits it does. Every age group. And the fucking livestock. Yeah, that's pretty depressing. And then, I mean, I guess the sort of summary to some of all the plagues here, we've run our time, mm -hmm. is then the Exodus, which yeah. leads us literally into Pharaoh's Exodus. like, oh my God, okay, get the fuck out. And then also, all the Egyptians are favorably disposed to the hebrews at their that point because they're fucking fed up they're like fucking right. pharaoh hasn't let you guys go you've just been asking asking everyone get the fuck out they're throwing gold and silver and food at these people on their way out and the bible says i think it was about six hundred thousand men mm. left egypt with Wow, that is an insane, uh, wow. I, and that's just mm. men. It doesn't count, count women, children, none of that. That's just men. Can, can we just circle back to the fact that clearly this book was written by men? Because so often, 600,000 men fled no, that, Egypt. That shows up like, so often. Ah! Well, yeah, because uh, was there a single female author? of the bible of any chapter of the bible not not in any of the canonical books mm. so every not every bit of knowledge that i don't mean to circle back to this but i do mm -hmm. every bit of knowledge that we have of every bit of knowledge and understanding that we have of god and jesus is based on man man is in physically a man mm -hmm. their interpretation not women You've got it. And I don't I don't I don't mean to be an ass, but like I've met a lot of men. They're not real smart. No, and then you also wonder why Western culture is so uh masculine centric. Ooh, deep. Because I mean in the Middle Ages, what the fuck were they basing their culture off of? The and Bible. I apologize as yeah, I apologize as American for not knowing this, but women's right to vote was that Ooh, gosh, darn it. It's it's 19th Amendment. Yeah, but what, what year was that? 1920. I think a lot of, yeah, societal issues could potentially be resolved by, I don't know, like, you know, the other 50% of population being involved, being women. The, the other 51% of the population? They are 51% of the population, aren't they? Yeah. Women trying to take over the world. Gosh, darn it. God damn Here they them. Come again. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> always wanting Listen, their I rights think, and they want to 
They want to be able to control their bodies. God damn it, don't they know we're men? Yeah, man, we are the worst. I think we've made it through these these plagues. We might have to make it to the bullshit version, the bullshit uh, aspect yes. of this. Yes, yes, let us bullshit for a moment, my friend. Uh, so okay. what's on the plate today? Um, let's see, on our bullshit table today, we have uh, the new Apple. Apple, well, not the new Apple. Apple has released the new iPhone, uh, what is it, 12? Let me just ask you, What, generally speaking, what are mm -hmm. your thoughts on, you know, the generational updates on, on iPhones, i.e., you know, iPhone 11 versus 12, 12 versus whatever's next? Yeah, Honestly, yeah. they should release them every other, every other year, I believe, because it's not a big enough upgrade to call it a new phone. I feel, wow, really great input. It's like a Tesla, how Tesla's like, our cars look the same. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, you buy so, a I mean, Toyota, basically, like you buy a, you buy yeah. a Toyota, right? And mm -hmm. the Toyota looks different every year because you're like, oh, this is 2019, this is 2020, this is 2021. Whereas Tesla's like, Model S looks the same. Uh, we have generally, to Toyota switches up the body type about every three to four years, if we're being real. Yeah, they do. They just sort of try I, and, the, yeah, the only yeah. reason I know that they switch up the internals a lot, but the reason I know that is because I have wrecked three Toyota Corollas in my life. About every four years, I wreck a Corolla and get a new one. Wow. I am a Subaru guy myself. And I mean, I not when I first thing. lived with you, but yes. I, I had a neat, yeah, when we first lived together, I had, I had an Xterra. Which I still car. see. I still see those around and think about, yeah. Yeah, the Xterra was my, the, 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 my favorite car I ever owned was my Xterra. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, it was a great car. I had a BMW after that, the worst car I ever owned. Never yeah. buy a Beamer. Terrible, 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 terrible. Um, oh my God, yeah, then, I do remember that. Um, I had a... Supers are great, though. Uh, I mean, we tried to start on Apple, but we didn't do a great job. I mean, no, no, I think no. The, we're swinging I think, back I think to the, Apple, though. I think, the summary of what, I think the summary of what we're trying to say with Apple is it's, it, it's not evolutionary, it's iterative. Every year, mm -hmm. it's iterative. Don't go get a new iPhone every year. Don't do the iPhone, the Apple no. iPhone upgrade plan. I'm, you're on a 7, just mm -hmm. let it be known. I'm on an 8+. plus. This phone is amazing still. Is the battery as good as I want it to be? No. But it's still a great phone. And am like, I going to get a 12? No, I'm not going to buy an iPhone 12. No, it's like because my, my 7. Because my 8 is so great. Yeah, it's like my 7 is crapping out. I got a new battery for it back in February, and it's already down to 91%. Oh, interesting. I haven't checked actually what my, my battery percentage is at. I can... Uh, I can take a look at I mean, that. Uh, I checked that the other day because my phone has been fucking up so hard that I'm yeah. just like, I got to, you know, like crunch the numbers Dude, and get a new phone. Yeah. Probably going to go with the 11 actually. plus. I'm still at 85% on my, on my, well, admittedly, I've had, I got a new, um, I got a new, I want to say I got, so I got a new screen because I cracked it. And then I got a new battery probably not a year later. 
and that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, my my eight my eight works awesome. So all that said, people who are interested in Apple, I will say, hold that as long as you can with anything technologically Please. speaking. Please yeah, don't, don't trade your phone in phone in for three, four. I just want to say years. I have. I have the original iPad Pro, 9.7 inch, mm. and that's what we're talking about right now. Runs like a champ. I will upgrade to the iPad Air, the new one, which is great. Um, but uh, yeah, I with my Apple stuff, my whole goal is to hold them for like five to six years. I've had my phone for three years, so I think I'll I'll hold it for another year or two. I feel it. Uh, my phone works great. I'm happy with it. There's no reason for me to switch. I have no reason to spend money. I feel it. I am unhappy with my phone. For some reason, but I feel like... But are you like unhappy since... with your phone or unhappy with your network? Boom. Plot twist. Uh, it's a three-fold thing I'm unhappy with. Phone, oh iOS, service. I really like the new iOS, actually. iOS 14 is one of my favorites. Well, the thing about the iOS is I don't know how well it was supposed to run with the 7. Yeah, obviously not as well as it would with the 8, 9, or so 8, I think, X. I don't know what the letters so are. So I think again. some 8X. of the problems I'm running into is a mixture of iOS and the fact that Sprint merged with T-Mobile. I would blame a lot of it on Sprint. I mean, when I had Sprint, I just assumed every call would fail and then i switched you to know, xfinity and now my calls never drop i have never had a problem with sprint and mm. if i would go out of the the major metropolitan areas in california back in the day day when i would go to montana or uh no i even had good coverage in anchorage alaska when uh, i went up uh. there but it's like when i went to the boonies in montana mm-hmm. You know, coverage wasn't great. <laughs> mm. But now, even here in Knoxville, Tennessee, coverage isn't as good. The phone lags. And even today, when I was texting it's you gotta, earlier, yeah, oh, now, even when I was texting bad. you, I was texting you trying to switch between the uh, the alphabet and the symbols. Mm-hmm. It would stop for about two, two, three seconds between the switches, like switching really? two symbols and switching back. And then when I would hit the first few buttons between there, it would lag for a second and then catch up. Jeez Louise. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So it's, yeah. <laughs> so it's so a, the moral of the story is, folks, don't upgrade before you have to. At the same no. time, be realistic about your technical situation. Mm-hmm. Like, and what you need and what you use it for. Yeah, it's like a tool, isn't it? It's like, you exactly. know, if I need a Phillips head, I need a Phillips head, I need a flat, I need a flat head. You know, I keep my yeah. 8 because it's a great phone and it works for what I need it to. Does the battery yeah. last as long as I want it to? No, but do I charge it during the day? Yeah, so what, yeah. what does it matter? Yeah, it's like know, using I use your my... screwdriver metaphor. Mm-hmm. If your Phillips head or flat head is getting worn down, get a fucking new Phillips a screwdriver, a new flathead screwdriver. It's going to cost you a few bucks, but it's going to be worth it in the end because what you're using it for is going to be much easier. Mm. Mm. Mm, girl. Mm. Mm. What would Sam Jackson say to that? He said, mm, motherfucker. 
Mm. We should wrap up right there. Uh, sir, this week we're going to, I think we should wrap up with the uh, Japanese word for cheers. Okay, I don't know that. I, I thought we were doing German, which is Prost. No, no, I'm going to change it up on you, bro. Okay. We're going to we're going to end with the Japanese word for it which is kanpai. 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 Oh. Kanpai. Kanpai. Then join us next week when we talk politics, baby. Thanks for listening everyone. If you want to reach out to Bible and Bullshit, we can be found at Bible and BS on Instagram and our Twitter handle is at @bibleandbs1. Or email us at BibleNBS at gmail.com. Stay safe and drink responsibly.